Hello there, my name is Michelle Matthews, and I believe that if you have something to say, you should say it. You shouldn't hold it in for fear of what people might think or how it may be perceived. What you have to say is valid. You have a voice and you should use it. So here's something that I want to share with you before I go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Before I Go podcast. Here's a question. Do you value your alone time? Are you someone who can enjoy solitude? Or do you always have to have people around? For you, does alone actually mean lonely? I have always enjoyed my solitude. Not always for the right reasons, though. I mean, sometimes I would pull these disappearing acts and mask it as needing alone time, when actually it was just because I needed to escape a certain situation. I know that sounds vague, and I meant it to. I believe now that healthy alone time is not an act of running away from something, but actively running towards something. Peace of mind, time to reflect, time to reevaluate, time to just breathe without interruptions. I have previously mentioned on the podcast how I spent close to seven years alone after leaving an emotionally abusive relationship. I hadn't planned for it to be seven years. Actually, it was six years and eight months, but we'll call it seven. And I didn't plan for it to be that long, but that is how it turned out, and I wouldn't change it for anything. I look back on those years and I realized that I was the happiest that I had ever been in my adult life. I was focused. I grew so much as a woman. I stepped out of my comfort zone and allowed myself to explore different things and have different experiences. I was productive. I found my voice. I became crystal clear about what I wanted my life to look like. And because of that, Today, I am less likely to invite bullshit into my space. During that first year, I took my first solo trip. I visited a beautiful mountain resort in Bryson City, North Carolina called Lakeview at Fontana. I went in July and it was amazing. I called it my Independence Day. It was quiet and secluded and I got amazing spa treatments spent time by the pool, I ate good food, did yoga at dawn, whatever. It was awesome. It was during this trip that I realized that I could travel by myself and have an amazing time. It was during the second year that I started running on a regular basis and registered for my first 5K. It was the Susan G. Komen Race for the Cure in Washington, D.C. Another solo trip and another goal set and met. In the third year, I hired a personal trainer and started lifting weights and got stronger and healthier than I have ever been. I also solo traveled to Chicago for my birthday. In the fourth year, I bought a convertible and became a certified fitness trainer, and I solo traveled to Hawaii. In the fifth year, I became a professional figure competitor. And toward the end of the sixth year, I made the decision to go back to corporate America after a two-year break and to start dating again. 
I can honestly say that during those almost seven years, I did not bemoan the fact that I wasn't in a relationship. My life was happy and fulfilling and I did not miss being in a relationship. I decided to, to date again because I felt I was ready. I love the company of a good man. I enjoy sharing meals and good conversation with the right gentleman. I can also enjoy a good meal and a conversation with my sister or enjoy a good meal and no conversation on my own. What I'm saying is good food and conversation should not be the reason why one gets into a relationship. I'm just saying. For so long, it has been drilled into me that a woman is not complete without a man. That to not be in a relationship is somehow not as good as being in one. When I look back on those seven years, I have to disagree. My time alone allowed me to grow to see and do things that I would not have seen or done had I had a man strapped to my hip. Not everyone is built to be part of a couple and that is okay. I like being able to make decisions without having to have a conversation first. You may think it's because I don't want to be accountable to someone and maybe I don't. That's my choice. For example, when I went to Hawaii, I made the decision, bought my ticket, reserved my hotel, and got on a plane. Conversely, when I went to New Orleans with a gentleman, we had to have 50-11 conversations about when we would go, where we would stay, how long we would stay, blah, blah, blah. It was exhausting. I knew from a very young age that I was built to be single. But because of societal pressure and because I really wanted to be a mother, I chose to seek out relationships. Not casual encounters, but full-blown relationships. And looking back, I probably shouldn't have. I learned so much in those seven years. I value my alone time even more and see it as a gift. What about you? Can you appreciate the value of solitude? Maybe your alone time makes you appreciate those around you even more. Either way, I encourage you to make alone time a priority and see how it affects you. I plan to enjoy my alone time once again. Maybe it won't be seven years, but there are still things I want to do and places I want to see. And even though I'm 56, I know that I still have some growing to do. So stay tuned. Well, that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening. But before I go, let me share this with you from Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Learn to get in touch with the silence within yourself and know that everything in this life has a purpose. There are no mistakes, no coincidences, and all events are blessings given to us to learn from. I'll see you next time.